This is Tani Talks Radio, the show or the sheer, depending on the week, where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Every week, same place, same time, except for if we're on vacation or hiatus, which is going to come up soon. We talk about a different topic for the week for the audience members to keep. I want to talk about a topic that I like to talk about in general, that of the hobbies. A lot of times, a lot of people's in general, a lot of people in general have different hobbies and different ways to utilize their time, utilize their talents, utilize their capabilities. And unfortunately, a lot of people wasted on Narshka. And a lot of times I see on the train, I find it fascinating. You see on the train that people are wasting and just swiping the entire journey. They could be going to the city for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, and it's just wasted on Pinterest and Instagram and, you know, all these things and Facebook and the like. Such a good time to get things done. You could read an, you could listen to an audiobook, you could listen to a podcast, you could read a book, you could, many, many different things. I try to actually utilize each leg of the journey, usually, whether it's saying to some to Helen or reading the Torah emails for the day or just catching up for the day. If, if the train is a few minutes out and I have silence, I even like to do some episodes you know, recording as well. Every minute we can utilize. And when we have a hobby, we have a talent, we have a capability, we should use it in a good way. We should use it in a Jewish way. If you want wonderful, good, kosher Jewish entertainment, of course, you can find all Jewish podcasts from Jewish Podcasts at FM on Yidpod. Wonderful speakers. There are many podcast flat platforms that you can listen to people on, like Spotify and iTunes and Google. But if you want a uniquely Jewish experience, and this is not an advertisement, I know it sounds like it, but if if you want a way to not have all all the narshkat, all the extraneous miscellaneous that's not important, we could just hone in on Yidpod, which is the same idea as this beautiful, beautiful Jewish player I'm going to talk about in a minute also. But you're only going to see Jewish speakers, only Torah content, only awesome things. Many different categories, including women's and chinuch and education, parsha, dafyomi, perkeavos, and you're not going to get that on any other platform, which is why I also tell people to make podcasts on Jewish podcasts, because it's only Jewish, only religious, only Torah-related topics and ideas. Of course, you can make your own podcast anywhere, but this is the best way to do it. So two simple websites, two simple apps to do if you want to have a way to listen to podcasting, to listen to good Jewish music, to see Jewish music, and to see Jewish games. We have two different forums. One is Yidpod, the app on the Apple App Store and on the Google Play Store, Yidpod, Y-I-D-P-O-D. And there's also Yidflix.com, which is kind of like a Jewish version of Netflix in a way. They have all the Uncle Mushes. They have a lot of Jewish music videos, including Nisan Black and Warachai Shapiro. A lot of cool stuff there. They have Jewish cooking shows, Jewish shows for kids, Jewish shows for adults. Yidflix.com, Y-I-D-F-L-I-C-K-S.com. And we are working also, I, I try to pitch in for the Yidpan, and we are working on a wonderful idea, this Yidpad audiobooks. I've always loved audiobooks. When we used to drive far out, very far away, the only way for me to stay awake, even the Jewish music at you know, 10, 11, 12, 1 a.m., it's not cutting it. But when we listen, Lahavda, Lahavda to an audiobook like a Harry Potter book, it was riveting. The guy, I forget his name, James or Jim, very good at the different voices. This is Harry and this is Ron. I'm Dumbledore. Each name, each person, each persona had a different element, had a different voice, had a different aspect to it. And it was very entertaining, very 
very informative, not informative, but very entertaining in a way, and it was very easy to listen to and stay awake to, and we want to make a Jewish version of that. There are different people that have Jewish audiobooks. There's a Magus Market does wonderful things. There's an actual podcast or Jewish audio theater does a great job as well. There are people out there that have this talent and use it. It's their hobby, but a passion. Another wonderful thing to do when you're driving or listening involves different things. I myself am a huge fan of music as much as possible, as often as possible, in many ways as possible. I have a Bluetooth connected to the car anytime we drive anywhere. I have it on the, the music app currently on the iPhone anytime going to and from work in the morning on the way back. A lot of times when I'm cooking, a lot of times I'm cleaning, I like to play it on, on the constant, on the up and up. Of course, you could tailor made your own Jewish music on the music app, but there are extraneous, lots and lots of people, all types of people, and people that only want the Jewish version there finally is a solution. So my solution currently was the Jewish music app, is music on the app, making it only Jewish, only guys, only Jewish. We found very cool things, you know, Instant Black is excellent, and 613, all these other ones, Matt Dub, really cool musicians, but if you want a tailor-made thing, a, a phenomenal invention, I kind of wish that we thought of this invention ourselves, is 20 24-6. Jewish music is, is very fulfilling. Wonderful. They have a website, 246.app, 24six.app, and they have a music player. I love the concept. I love the idea, and I think it's fantastic. I'm very tempted to go off the grid, to go to a dumb phone, and to get this player, this Jewish music player. I love it so much. It's a wonderful idea. They have the family player, which plays video and audio, and they have the solo or the solo two. The other one's sold out. And it is only Jewish. Only Jewish. It's amazing. It's a brilliant concept. It's basically like an iPod Touch, but Jewified, if that's a word. Jewishified. So they don't even sell the iPod anymore. So this is like one of the best things to get out there. Back in the day, when we were dating and engaged, my wife got this, this beautiful, beautiful present of, a, of an iPod. A, the Back in the day, the Nano. If anyone who knows the iPods, there was a Nano back in the day. Orange, very cool. And we got a plastic case for it. We used to put music on it, and they stopped selling that. So then we switched over to Shuffle 1, to the Touch 1, Broke that one, switched over to Touch 2, lost that one, then finally got the Touch 3. We personalized it, and lo and behold, in 2022, Apple decided to stop selling it because it wasn't marketable. It wasn't manageable. They didn't feel like it sold enough units. Unfortunately, they didn't ask my opinion or other people's opinions who actually like a dedicated audio player. I actually used to love that. And I liked having a device that was only for music, only for music. I don't need all the 150 other apps. The Touch was the only thing available back in 2021 when we switched and we finally got the last one. And we personalized it. Very cool to have that, but they got rid of that. And it was very disappointing. I don't actually like that. I don't agree with that concept. But the Jewish world decided, and I believe the creator was Chaim Weiss. Great, great thinking. And there, I reached out to one of the people who worked there, Yossi. Really cool player, really cool idea. Go check it out, 246.app. It's literally like a Jewish iPod Touch. It is touch-sensitive. They make it in five different colors for the Solo 2. They have pink and green and blue, black and white or green, something like that. Very cool. It has 64 gig, and the way it works is you pay a subscription for a month. The player itself is like 150 for the family one, 120 for the audio only. I personally don't need the videos. I find the audio is more than enough. I'm very into audio. Yes, if, if you can't tell from podcasting, I don't like YouTube. I like only audio, like a real radio thing. And also for music, I like only audio. So this player, it plays the audio. You 
a subscription per month. You have one profile that's nine ninety nine a month that let you download as much as you want, which is interesting because it sounds like a lot nine ninety nine. But if you're going to download hundreds of songs, you're going to link up to hundred songs, stream them, and then download them for offline use. Like when you're in the car, it actually works out very quickly because, you know, I buy songs left and right, left and right. If I buy ten songs, it's already more than that per month. Each song is ninety nine cents or a dollar fifty on uh, iTunes, depending on which song you get. So this is a great thing. They have all the favorites out there. They have Matt Dub. They have Isha Rebo. They have um, Matt. Uh, I said Matt Dub. They have Nissan Black, and they have really great stuff. And everyone should try it. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant solution. So that's for your music needs. Doing hobbies in a Jewish way. There's a Jewish music player. There's a Jewish podcast player, Yidpod. There's a Jewish way to watch entertainment as well. If you want to watch on the laptop, they don't have an app yet. They might work on that in the future. And now you have the, the Jewish music player and video player. They also have podcasts, and they also have you know different Torah content. I actually reached out to them about my own podcast. So they have a lot of cool things. If you want a Jewish YouTube, kind of, there is a player that I stumbled across a couple of years ago called tutora.tv. T-U-T-O-R-A-H dot TV. It's a Spanish site. I click Google Translate when I use it. Very cool stuff. It's also Jewish music videos. And, of course, this J2 from H, like little clips that have a Jewish meaning. And there's also Chabad dot TV. So these are different areas where you could be involved in hobbies in a Jewish way. And, of course, I always talk about my favorite time of the, the whole week when I'm not dead tired and I'm not falling asleep is Friday night or Yom Tov night when I finally can pull out the book and just read and soak it in. Last week, um, two weeks ago, I went and I read straight for three hours. It was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, when you have the... We have the electric fireplace and you have the, the candles, the... The, the candles for Shabbos. It's a beautiful, wonderful experience when the kids are sleeping and calm. Just to get cozy on the couch and have a good aspect, a good book, a good mystery suspense thriller, and I'll explain in a minute. From a Jewish perspective, there's nothing like it. Then if you add a, a uh, Shabbos Menuchah snack to that also, it even brings it to an even higher level. But for me, when I'm reading, it has to be a certain genre to fully, fully get the most Nachas Ruach out of it. I'm, I like many different genres, but my favorite by far has always been mystery and suspense. Back in the days, way, way, way back, I used to read the, the non-Jewish authors, but once we got married, we wanted to switch over. And I did a lot of research to find where we could find these things. And lo and behold, these different Jewish companies really do publish novels, so... Feldheim has Jewish novels, and you just look in their website under novels and short stories. You look for the novels, and you could find them. Menucha Publishers has them. Shar Press has a good amount as well. And I always forget if it's Tefutza or Tsufta, one of those two. Israel Bookshop, in coordination with them, also has great books. There are different companies that has them that have them, and you could find the books. They have a lot of good books. They have Jewish histor- historiographical books. They have you know, life-type stories. They have stories dealing with different issues. One of the books that I actually ended up really liking was about someone's struggle with shopping addiction. Interesting that they put it into the character and, and how the family deals with it and how she ended up... I'm not going to ruin the book for you, but how she ended up dealing with it. And then my favorite, of course, is that mystery suspense thriller. One of our favorite characters and made-up character is from Jonas Sapir. Ayal Gaboa, 
great books. They have eight books now. You put, you start them. It's almost impossible to put them down. It's like this, this like kosher Jewish version of like a 007. He's invincible. He can't be killed. <laughs> and uh, he goes from one crazy story to another. He's always enmeshed in some crazy situation that's not even his fault half the times. And uh, the whole government's looking for him. The whole world is looking for him. And like he's assassin for hire. Look for it. You know, it's a really good book. And the other one I actually started the other day, and I and I sat down and I blew through it because it was so good. When it's a good story, it's a good book, you can't put it down. Those are my favorite type of books that you cannot put down. There are many different authors out there also. If you find through these elements, through these publishers, again, it's Menucha, and it's Tzifutza, and it's a bookshop, and Sharp Press, and Feldheim. These are some of the big names that have lots of novels. And um, if I had millions millions, I'd buy out all the novels all the times because I love having books. There's a quote we got that says, you know, um, no one ever said I have two books or something like that. I have I don't have too many books no one ever said because books are great. And our version of, of being able to give back for that is having a free lending library in our house, in our town. We stock two areas now. Over the years, I finally broke it into two sections. So a couple of shelves are the Jewish novels for adults, only Jewish themes from only Jewish publication publicators, publication companies, and the other section is like a a two shelf plastic bin kind of a thing where we have for kids. So my goal one day was to have like a whole room. I want to actually convert the outdoor shed into a room, like a big Rubbermaid shed. I want to insulate it and weatherproof it and make that into a self-serving freelancing library where, you know, there's a code or whatnot that people could go in or out that they don't need my help, but that's a much larger picture down the road. For now, it's in the basement and people set up times. We have a special entrance in the back and we have the adult section and the kids section. A good 40 books in the adults on and off depending on when things are returned or not and the kids we also have a good 20 to 30 books usually like third grade fourth grade fifth grade really cute stuff that we have over the time so that's our way of giving back especially because we love reading especially because novels are fantastic it's just such a wonderful way reading is a beautiful thing there are innumerable benefits to them reading in general and the graphic novels is a is a new thing that the jewish publications are trying to do but my wife and i kind of feel like it's a little bit of a cheap way out my our oldest son loves graphic novels but it's a little bit of a cheap way because you know it's not thinking reading you see the pictures and there's a few blurbs and there are some words here and there but it's not like a chapter book a chapter book when you read you read harry potter you got to imagine the whole scene until the movies came out when we read it when we were kids you have to imagine what hogwarts looks like you imagine what harry looks like they give you depictions on the front cover you know but really in your mind you picture this is how i pictured ron but that's what they chose that's who they chose rupert that's who they believed ron looked like you know and harry they uh they chose who they chose for him i forget his name offhand of course daniel they chose daniel for him but really in our minds we see how people look and we see how they think and that's the the beauty of the imagination when it comes to reading could go on and on about reading we're going to talk about that again another week the love of reading but that's a wonderful thing. So you could find these different genres for reading for the Jewish way of going through hobbies, Jewish books for mystery, for suspense. I even found a book last year of the Jewish, Jewish Sherlock Holmes. The author's version was this, this uh, Orthodox woman who was a sleuth, who was able to figure out things based on you know, looking at things, observation and, and perception, being able to figure things out. I think it's called Detective by Design. Very good book. And of course... I was a big fan of the private eye sector back in the day, and then there was Ruthie Perlman took that in her 
version of her character of Yao Reed, and you'll see what happens if you follow her books. There's like eight or nine books of those, also excellent books too. Actually, my favorite from her is Colin and Leora. The Colin and Leora books, those were hands down the best in my opinion. Three of those books, I wish there were more. If you're listening, Ruthie, please make more. <laughs> those are great books as well. But besides for the, the TV and the music and the reading, which are very big ones, there's also ways of having family time also. There are many Jewish board games. There are many versions of board games that were made into a Jewish version as well. You have Candyland, which was made into Brachosland. I don't know if they made a Jewish Monopoly, but I'm sure there's one out there. There's many different games. You know, there's memory, Jewish memory. And there's a lot of versions that we try to find the Jewish one as well, besides for regular board games. There could be Jewish puzzles. There's also Jewish I Spy, which is called Chai Spy. There's a, you know, find the person book called Where's Velvel. We have to find him and identify different mitzvahs in the different pictures. I'm actually working on a book myself that we're hoping to publish in the future. A kind of finding of family and items. Stay tuned for that. There's also Jewish word finds and brain teasers that you could be involved with. I found a whole crossword book by someone I feel like my wife might know. Yona Glott made a word find, a crossword thing, number one and number two. We have it somewhere, and he published it on Amazon. There are also brain teasers you could find. Of course, there's Jewish coloring and activity books. And there's Jewish coloring pages, so you could always use H.com has them on many different parshios. Each parsha, they try to have different specific ones on that week's parsha. That's at H.com. And it's actually crosswords and, and war games together from Yona Glenn on Amazon. Kosher crosswords and war games. You could look, word games, not war games. Kosher crosswords and word games by Yona Glenn you could find on Amazon. When it comes to the phone also, there, there is a challenge these days for people who go off the grid. I feel like the challenge is very tempting, but there are certain reasons and elements not to, obviously. One of them, by the way, I was thinking the other day, if you go off the grid and I have to sign in to work, they ask you to verify your yourself via email. So what would I do if I did go off the grid? I was just thinking, and then they send you an email to yourself, to your private email account, to verify this is the code you have to put in to log in, but I can't do that. I have to find a solution for that. But if you don't go off the grid yet, there's many, many wonderful WhatsApp groups that are beneficial and could be used for chesed purposes, can be used for Torah purposes, can be used for excellent purposes. The 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 Meaningful Minute itself was a great concept, a great idea where in one minute there's uh, a thought or an idea that's put forth by that group, by Nacha Gordon and his and his company and the people. They, of course, have the Meaningful People podcast. Also, each each episode, they, they interview a very special person. They've done, since October 7th, they've done very special people, especially related to these times as well. There are other groups as well, of course, the home groups. <coughs> and there's uh, Sparks of Torah, which is a wonderful thing, showing the beauty of the nation in different ways. Of course, there's Jewish news groups. I'm part of the Vin News Group, Vus is Nice, and the Yeshiva World News Group, WYN, besides for the fact that they have a WYN app, if you want to use it, and the website itself, and Vin News has a website itself too. There's also a community Luach, where you're able to sell things for a certain aspect. They have many different groups for different states, such as New York, New Jersey, Florida, Illinois, California, Maryland, and Israel. 
And there's also so many WhatsApp groups we have in our town, a resale giveaway group where you could sell items or you could give them away. And there's also a giveaway group itself to give things away. Recently, I've, I've been hit with the need to debunk, majorly, majorly, majorly debunk. So I went through a lot of our old small appliances that were never used, like a very, 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 very heavy mixer that was just never used. I, I only need one hand mixer. I don't need four, but somehow in transition when we came out to Long Island. We lost the bottom parts, but at least the top parts let someone else use, but no hits on that yet. But different machines, I already I found a, a three-in-one machine from Amazon where you could use for a grilled cheese maker, for a panini maker, and for a waffle maker. So why does a person need four different machines when it could be condensed into one? And if you have ways of making things, I personally think that things taste the best either stovetop or oven, not the other hundred machines. We tried it, it didn't really work. There are different ways to go about it. So on these WhatsApp groups, you could figure out what to do with them. There are also different initiatives, beautiful initiatives, by the way. If you have a knack for jewelry, you have a knack for clothing, you have a knack for different things, there are gamachs that are made because people have these these knacks for these things. There's a, there's a gamach for wedding dresses, I believe, and for... The siblings of wedding dresses, there's a gemach for tables, for chairs. We have the one for books. People have different knacks for different things, and if you're able to do so, it's such a beautiful thing. There's a medical gemach for wheelchairs and walkers and the like. And on these groups, you can really accomplish great things. On these groups, on this technology that Hashem gave us, there's wonderful aspects to use it. Everything can be used for good or bad. We have to just use it for good, to enact good and light in the world. And how wonderful it is that there are so many apps related to that too. Aleph Beta, a great app from many years ago already, where they have so many wonderful, very well-made videos, in my opinion, with wonderful graphics and wonderful elements that people can partake of and people can use and people can benefit from. All Torah has beautiful apps for the DAF, for Pergelos, and for Parsham, and I hope they expand to more. I reached out to them. If we can be on it too, it's a wonderful app to be involved with. I mean, even if you have an act or something, we could tailor make it to a certain way. So for example, I started the shows, the different shows with different theories in mind, but over the years with, with different life situations and, and inputs, I, I, condensed it in different ways so i started for example with the with the radio show which we called the lecture series which has changed to life which we've changed to radio over the years i started at an hour 15 that's way too long we condensed it to an hour still too long cut it down to 45 but it's too hard so now we do around 30 minutes or so to keep it in nice weekly bursts then the parsha year i used to do 45 minutes but that's very long we have to know our audience we have to know our people nowadays i cut it down to 50 minutes but then that's also too long and now i try to do five minutes around five to ten minutes to keep it to a good burst on a practical lesson that hashem gives me on the parsha for that week when it came to Perkyovas, also it used to be 10 minutes, but that's too long. I tell people when they podcast and they sign up, we have to keep it to a succinct minute because nowadays there's so much coming at us, so much technology and so much shooting at us. If a person is able to go and scroll through Facebook and interest and Pinterest and all these things and they literally swipe and, and a video is not even longer than 30 seconds, that means that the natural... You know, focus nowadays, it's breeding ADD basically, unfortunately, but the focus is much less. So we can't have, you know, hour-long episodes every day. It's too much for people. Even if you have a favorite lecturer, like like for me, Rabbi Olofsky is great, but he has 150 episodes. Each one is 40 minutes. That's a lot. So I have to do a little at a time. So in that in mind, 
I took the idea of how much information we could get in a minute, like Meaningful Minute does for them people. But for my thing, I say, let's think how we could talk in a minute. So my DAF show used to be three to five minutes. That was too long. Then we did one to three minutes. That's too long. Now we try to get the DAF minute. I like calling it the DAF minute. So I find a line or a piece or a paragraph or a sentence that speaks out to me from that DAF, and we talk a minute and how we could apply it to our lives. And then the therapy minute, we call it now the OT minute mindset for this season, God willing next season probably going to call it something like the therapy minute one minute talking about some aspect some hack some thing that works for me that hopefully works for other people as well because we need to use the technology use different things in our lives and use different aspects in our lives that could be for the good we have a hobby you want to use your voice you want to use your pen use it write speak and contribute to the world but do it in a jewish way there are all these things and we could find the jewish solution to all these different things and of course, one of my biggest hobbies, one of my favorite hobbies of all time, have been the guitar. I've been playing, thank God, since I'm 10. And now I'm 36, so playing for over 25 years, thank God. And over the years, I, uh, I purchased a, I learned on a certain guitar, and then I moved over to the Yamaha, the budget guitar, and Baruch Hashem acquired what I consider the best guitar in the world is the Martin, thanks to some help from Hashem and family member. And now I could use it to get the best sound. So over the years, every song that Hashem inspired me to write, to, to, to think about, I have to record it. So I keep it for posterity and then compiling it into my own podcast one day so that I could have it because we could use things to have it, to have the music and have it out there. And of course, you could share it with the world and you could make it and you could use it and, and make sure that it's there. But I used to used to play random songs, but now I try to tailor it to to be in the Jewish way also. Most of the songs have Jewish undertones and Jewish overtones, and trying to make it in a way that we could push it to a certain aspect, a certain way. So if you have a hobby, you have an idea, you have a capability, we should use it and utilize it. I always like to say, anytime you have a talent, you have a knack for something, use it for good. If you have the ability to speak, why would you speak about you know, the benefits of Blizzard's Warcraft versus Blizzard's Starcraft, two games I used to play when I was a teenager. See, that's a waste, in my opinion, of a talent. Use it to speak about, you know, maybe this element or that element of some aspect that helped you or some, some wonderful Jewish app you found. You have a good voice. Use it for a good purpose. Use it for a good reason. Use it for a good aspect. If you're an amazing player, an amazing piano player, don't just play Beethoven if you're a classical person, but figure out a way to play some Jewish music too. If you're a writer, it's wonderful to write the benefits of the Galaxy S7, but maybe use your pen to talk about why this Jewish music player is so excellent write a review on that it's a jewish thing that could benefit the jewish world we have to tailor things in a way that could be a jewish way you can have a hobby you can have an idea you could have a capability but we should really tailor it in a way that really benefits the jewish world that's why if you're an excellent writer instead of writing for the gotham times or the or insert whatever name of whatever town or state you live in maybe find a way to write for jewish people for jewish papers for jewish Aspects. You could be an editor of uh, of the Huffington Post, but you could also be the editor of you know the Atlanta Jewish Times. I don't know if that's a real paper. Just an example. You could use your things in certain ways, in certain aspects, in certain elements. And a lot of times, the problem is. You know, you could only make X here or X there. But if we could take money aside and we could take, 
you know, different considerations aside, wouldn't it be wonderful to take the capabilities, to take the talents and use it for a Jewish purpose? Yeah, but you can make so much more podcasting exclusively for Spotify. No? Yes, that might be the case, but I don't think that's the best way of utilizing it in the Jewish way. So I sacrifice a little bit of a couple of cents here that it was back in the day when it made anything and put it towards a Jewish purpose, a Jewish aspect. So really it could be on the Jewish player and all the other players and hopefully Hashem will get us back. Yes, you can make maybe ten times more being an editor for the the Huffington paper, but when you're editor of a Jewish paper, it's much more meaningful, much more wonderful. You know, we could say that also about jobs too. My wife can make three times more, four times more working as a professor of a college or working for the DOE maybe. But when you want to do it in a Jewish way, when you do it in a Jewish aspect, you make so much more of a strong foundation, strong purpose, a strong aspect, a strong element to so many people's lives that are factoring more then there's the money involved as well. Yes, I could take my concept, the book concept, and I could take out all the Jewish elements, and I could go to Scholastic and tell them about this concept, and yes, it might make a lot more, but that's not the point. I want it to be for the Jewish world. I want it to be for the Jewish people, and I want it to be the the best way to get out there, and the, the fastest way possible might self-publish it to go through those ways. And you could also make your own book. You don't have to only go through this person, that person. Nowadays, there's a wonderful way to get your stuff out there, the self-publishing route. There's a lot of people that actually do that. Amazon KDP is the way to go, by the way. They tell you exactly how much royalties you should make, exactly how much the layout will be, and they let you guesstimate. I've guesstimated hundreds of times just to see. You want it to be 8.5 by 11 for a soft cover, 8.25 by 11 for the hard cover, and if you charge this much for premium color, I only want premium color because I want it to look the best, most beautiful visuals possible. You're going to make this much if you charge this much, and you need to know that we take this much. But at the end of the day, it's not any company that you're beholden to. It's just they publish it for you on demand. And if a person buys this much, you know how much you make. And if you have to split it with the illustrator, whatever, you know how much to do. But when we have a hobby... We have a way of going about our things. We have these things we love to do. We could do it in a Jewish way. There are Jewish versions and Jewish solutions, I like to call Jewish solutions to these hobbies, to these different things. We just have to do a little research to find them. And the last thing I want to mention also, you should know that I've always loved radio, always loved radio, and I, I always wanted a radio player. So a couple of years ago, I was looking into it, and um, I was actually give, given one a very long time ago, but it uh, I don't know what happened to it. And then a couple of years ago, especially during the pandemic, I was thinking, you know, radio, 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 and I looked into it, and I found Naki Radio, and I love this. Also, again, I'm not paid for this, but Naki Radio is a way to listen to the radio in your home, and they also have an app on the road, Naki Go, which is also only Jewish. They have audiobooks too. They have stories for kids, and they have a way that you could tailor make what you listen to, music and podcasts and stories. It's amazing, beautiful, wonderful. I also wish I thought of this concept. And back in the day, they made a different, a few different versions where you could listen in the home on an actual player. And they had the duo and the solo back in the day. Now they just have the almond and the black, which is like a player with a speaker. And then they have the solo, which is a much smaller one. But it's very cool because it links up to different Jewish radio stations, which I really love. It's not just having like a player on your on your device, which is what the Jewish iPod, I believe, is the 24-6. It's a different, a little different spin. It's like having radio, almost like having a serious XM radio player, but only the Jewish version, Jewish kosher, wonderful content. 
So back in the day, they had the solo and the duo, and then they came out with the home. I tried out one of them from the company, and I actually asked to switch to exchange to the home because I really wanted that remote player, and now we've had it a few years. I love it. It's literally right behind me lots of times when I record in our dining room. It's a beautiful color. It's an almond. It has two speakers. It's very crisp, very cool. And I also have the app, too, the Naki Radio Go app. We actually have our station on the Naki Radio Player. We reached out many years ago. They have the Tiny Talks podcast channel, and they have the Perke Elvis, the Parsha, the Daf, the OT, and this radio show as well. You can listen to all previous episodes there. And they also have our current radio station as well, the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. They have that channel as as well which is very cool so it's so it's another way to listen to that radio but lastly i want to mention one last way of listening if you love radio you love real radio we used to listen back in the day and i'm dating myself i sound like uh, much older but we used to listen in the car to fm stations and to am stations and back in the day there used to be you know actual radio stations that borrowed a certain frequency to listen to the radio and i remember back in the day that's how nacham Siegel used to do it but actually now the wave of the future in the past years has been to be live streaming through a website or through an app, which is exactly what I do on the station that I built with, uh, uh, thanks to Hashem, obviously, and with the backing of Sheer Enjoyment. But really, that's what I did with the developers. I built a, a basic radio station using an app and using a uh, channel. So I have a live stream you can listen to. We talk about every week. And there's also an app you can listen to, which is basically what people do nowadays. And of course, the most famous one is the Nachum Single Network, which I'm privileged to contribute to shows throughout the week. So of course, this one on Wednesday nights at um, 8 p.m., of course, that's um, on the Nachum Single Network. And also the Parsha Shear that we contribute on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock, which is a beautiful privilege, a wonderful thing, and I'm very thankful for that. And you can listen to him on the website, on the live stream. There's also a phone line that they have, or you can listen on the app. And that's really the wave of the future, the current wave as well. People listen. It's really good quality audio content, a beautiful way to listen to Jewish music and Jewish programming. There's also J-Root Radio, another Jewish station. There are other Jewish stations out there too. But these are wonderful ways to listen as well. If you want real radio content, I really wish that I could do it. FM also, I always found it fascinating when it was on that frequency, but it's not the wave. Really, the wave is now the app way. People listen on the apps. I wonder if anyone listens on the cars anymore. I know we definitely don't. We listen on the Bluetooth to connect to the player. And also, by the way, the 24-6 player, another really cool thing is that it has Bluetooth connectability. So if you have the AirPods, they advertise you can connect the AirPods. I don't have that. I just have regular earphones. But in the car, we always connect the Bluetooth. So if we ever get this player, God willing, maybe one day in the future, it connects to the car too, which is very cool. And you could download that content for non-internet usage. You need to connect to the internet at least once a month, they say. When you're downloading anyway, you're going to do that. When you stream and then you download it to keep it to the player, 64 gigabyte it has as well. So you have the radio, you have the radio player, you have the Naki player, which has the Nakam Siegel Network too, and has JRoot too. Very cool ways of being involved in different hobbies, but it's good to use your hobby, good to use your capability, use to, good to use your special talents in a good way, in a Jewish way, in a, in a chesed way, in a Torah way, in a mitzvah way, to make the world brighter, to make the world greater. No one says not to be creative. No one says not to be intuitive with how you think. In each element of the book, I'm trying to be very creative with different hundreds of aspects that go into this book, which has been years in the making. The concept came to me through Hashem many, many years ago, and this whole year very strongly been working day in and day out, wife being the editor with many of the poems for the first book and all the poems, really. 
and the whole concept hopefully coming together. When you have the talents, you have the capabilities, you should really bring it in a Jewish way. And we have all these solutions for some of these hobbies. Obviously, it's not every hobby under the sun. But when there's a Jewish element to it, a Jewish aspect to it, and I love that there are Jewish companies that produce music. I love that there are Jewish companies that make games, that make content, that make games. I love that. Find the Jewish solution to all is really a wonderful thing. And hopefully make the whole world brighter with going through a Jewish way, especially for hobbies. This has been Tani Talks Radio, where we talk about a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. And I'm your host.